everybody. This is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week, we have a very special guest. This is a very special episode because it's our first remote episode, so bear with us. But joining us live from North Carolina, Miss Joanne Balista. AKA the multi-sensory mom. Como estas? Hola, bien. How are you? Good. I'm fine. <laughs> I love how earlier you were saying that, you know, in this time of quarantine, you're keeping a positive attitude. And that's yeah. like the vibes that I always get from you. And so mm-hmm. I just want you to share your light and all the wonderful things you're doing, you know, with your children out there now that you're no longer in the island. But just tell the people mm-hmm. a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm Joanne Balista Hernandez. We use two last names in Puerto Rico, I mean, in Latin, in Latin culture. <laughs> <laughs> so I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, in San Juan, and then I moved to Carolina, and then I moved to Baja when I got married. Now I live with my husband and my two kids in North Carolina. We came here because of my, just, my husband's job. So. Um, we are exploring this area. This is a really beautiful area. Um, for my academic experience, I have a bachelor in science in biology, in human biology, and I have a PhD in pharmacology. And the most important part is that I am a stay-at-home mom. Soy una madre que se queda en casa cuidando de mis hijos. Yes. It like you're just like so adorable. You make me want to have children. I'm not ready yet. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> all your tips, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Like it looks so beautiful. So being a stay-at-home mom, you have now created this brand called a multi-sensory mom. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, multi-sensory is multi, many, muchos sentidos, senses, many senses. For me, I got inspired of this because obviously when I um, have my babies, my first baby, I began to be around my baby, play with him. And then I started experiencing like, wait, I have many opportunities to, to teach my children how to learn, but in a playful way. So I decided to, to search many classes of yoga, Pilates, and play and learn classes. And all of that classes teach me everything that I need to um, um, to do to teach my ch- my children. So then after that, I was like, okay. I started experiencing. Wait, I realized that that human beings um, learn from experiences that they receive from the environment. Yeah. From their senses. So I was like, okay, I I am responsible for this little human being. So. I'm also responsible for their learning, their educational, their academic, their life skills. So I want to make sure they um, they learn this in an appropriate way. So I became immersed in the sensory world just the same way. I have this philosophy that I started searching about the philosophy is of uh, many different educational philosophies like Montessori. Mm-hmm. And the Montessori philosophy, I love it. And I get immersed in that. And I went and I was started reading about Montessori. She was like, okay, the senses are important. Yeah. So I began to make to take many webinars, certifications on how kids oh, learn through senses, 
multi-sensory education, neuroeducation, and I'm still expanding my knowledge on that. So I learned that the senses are central on how kids experience the world, okay. how they behave, how they learn, and I wanted my kids to experience that. Yeah. And and your kids, are they growing up like fully bilingual? How is that transition now that you guys were first here in Puerto Rico and then now in North Carolina? How has that been for them? Yeah. My my older one, is, he's five. He's like really comfy with English. Maybe he, because I never talk English with them at home mm-hmm. because my main language is Spanish. Yeah. But my husband is his main language is English, so sometimes he speaks English with them. But then we moved here, and my my biggest child became um, really immersed in English. I was surprised because he was like speaking with other kids in, in the park, mm-hmm. in the playground, and he was like speaking like you know very fluently. And I was like, how do you learn that? I was like surprised because maybe the TV or something. And for them, it's really easy. For them, they adapt really easy. But for me, it's like, okay, we are here. People, uh, people watch me like, like weird when I speak Spanish in many places. Mm. But, you know, but I'm trying to be more fluent in English. So to practice more, mm-hmm. it's not a limitation for us. For us, it's like we are, we are in, our, in our way of being, yeah. you know, get used to this. I see it love. When I see you guys in the program, when, you know, back when life was open, you guys could go to the library a lot, and I would see you take the kids to the park, and I thought that too, like, I wonder what do, like, people around you guys, how do they feel when they hear you speak Spanish, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, because not only are your kids having, like, this multi-century experience, they're having multiple Mm -hmm. language being able to impact their education and learning they're being social in in both English and Spanish they have a better understanding and you know the the use of languages in various languages are very good mm-hmm. for a child's development for their brain you know yeah yeah I love how you are connecting the playfulness in their education because when I started learning Spanish I learned through TPR which is total physical response right so just the movements and dancing or like running and throw away the trash like my teacher was very active and that is something that hold like I held on to with my Spanish so I was able to be speak better when then I could read and write as a child and then later as Mm -hmm. I got older you know I improved so what are some of like the games or the that you incorporate with your kids as you're learning as you're teaching them Okay, so every kid learns different, you know, every kid learns different by using different sensory inputs. The most important thing to watch is how they consolidate this information that you are trying to, to teach them. Okay, so I start thinking, okay, how can I teach numbers to my kids in a better way than just sitting in a chair with a paper and writing down the whole numbers one through the ten, you know? I was like, no, there's more be more more sensible way to teach that so I maybe I put a tray Mm -hmm. and I add some salt or add some beans on it or add some uh, sand that I can paint on it and I could make him trace with with their hands the numbers yeah you know and that way they're using their their touch their their sight their vision and also that I can put some some smell some odors 
in in the in the sand or in the salt and I, and I can also use uh play-doh play-doh mm -hmm. I can use I also use handmade play-doh that I can put some others on it so they can play using um their hands yeah. to um you to touch and feel and also smell and also practice number and shape and stuff like that and also there are many other type of exercises that they can do then they can explore many senses like there are some there are there there are more than five senses there are a lot of senses that basically that we know the spy the touch um the mouth so there's other senses that are hidden senses that they can practice like the similar senses that they can manage their balance their movement mm -hmm. and also other Hidden senses, like the, the other is called the proprioception, is the other senses that they can manage their, their muscles and their joints. So how do you uh, stimulate those senses? Well, so it's very creative. Just be creative. They just put or create an obstacle course where they begin jumping onto five in, a, in some, um, you know, making jumping jacks and then run and then run with just one feet and then run and touch that um the grass and then experience the touch of the grass and then run and go pick up the rope and then go and you know there are many exercises that you can that many parents can do and in that way you are stimulating the senses in many ways just stop and think how do i how can I uh, teach this with my to my kids mm -hmm. in a playful way that they can use the senses? We, we use the senses in everything, yeah. in everything. And also in nature, you can grab your kids to the park and just sit and you can see different types of animals, different types of birds. You can hear the sound of a bird, the sound of the wind, you know, the sound of the water, right. you can touch the ground, the grass, everything. There's a lot of multisensory experiences that you can um, experience with your child. And that's the way I teach my child. Yeah. Now that we're just talking about nature and touching the ground and, you know, since we're in quarantine, how has your life been challenged being a multisensory mom? Yeah. For me, Thank God we have a play, you know, a backyard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have a backyard because we, after quarantine, we always go to many playgrounds outside mm -hmm. just to do the social part, you know, the socializing with other kids and experience talking English with other kids. Yeah. But for now, we have this limitation that we have to face. So we have the limitation of no socializing, you know, there's mm -hmm. no social here. So for me, I try to walk with them in front of my house. There's a little uh, pond and a little bit of of, uh, of many trees and, and dogs and a lot of stuff. So we go there and we experience nature there in our backyard. We experience nature there. But the social part is like, wait, it's by technology. Just call your friends. <laughs> call your friends while we are in the backyard. And we do some Zoom picnic Zoom parties with our oh. friends, and we are like experiencing like technology, social socializing by technology, and also experiencing nature. 
<laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, so there, there doesn't seem that there's many challenges. I love how you're showing how adaptable you are and have been to, and I feel like your kids, like, they're so adorable. Oh, my goodness, they are, <laughs> you know? But they're going to be so prepared because you're, uh, from a young age, you're, like, triggering and nurturing these skills you know and like the fact of also including technology into it Mm -hmm. and that's something Mm -hmm. that I was I remember as a younger child before I kind of got into education I was like oh no I don't want my kids to be on the computers and the iPads (laughs) I don't want them to be stuck and distracted by them and then now you have to realize that it's going to be a part of their lives you know yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't try to eliminate technology for me it's just justification just limit the time and, and just uh, uh, um, stick to a routine, you know, a plan, a routine that you can do with your kids every day, daily. So we're going to do this and then this and then this so they can visualize what you're going to do with them. And then they can see, okay, now, mom, we're going to do this. We have some technology time. We have a TV, TV time. So they do, they respect that. They say, okay, mom, it's time to just turn up the TV and that's it. Yeah. You know? That's so cute. That's so amazing. And I and like you said, you have the routine is definitely the key in all of mm-hmm. this. Is there mm-hmm. what are their favorite times? Like their most favorite times that they love every day? Oh, they love the TV. They <laughs> love the TV. <laughs> they love to watch their favorite shows. I put 45 minutes of your favorite show. Okay. 45 minutes of your favorite show. Okay. And then they love they love the time. That they have with me playing with me Aww. you know sometimes they want me to play with them like 24 hours a day and i said to them okay i need time for me yeah time for mom remember this is right here mommy time or <laughs> quiet time you know yeah I, I i am a friend in the quiet time right now they are in their quiet time in both in their rooms and playing with different type of toys wow. um because it's my it's my time you know they need to respect it's good for them and it's good for me yeah you know, and they are getting used to it Ooh, expanding on this mommy time that's total self-care right and it's so needed how important is that do you feel for stay-at-home moms oh it's really it's like the main the key for being a successful mom during the day uh basically in this time the pandemic the anxiety that we feel you know it's like, I don't want to, like, transmit this anxiety to my kids. So I'm trying to be, uh, to, work, to wake up in a peaceful way, you know, do my prayers and do my meditation. I try to do it, like, every once in a while, like, every two to three times a week. And then I have my time to do exercise because I, that's what I like. I like to exercise and I love to dance. Mm. So when I do that time for me, I can experience a lower anxiety. I am a happier mom. I would, I, I am uh, better with my kids. I treat my kids better. You know, if I don't have that time, that, that me time, I'm like, a, you know, I'm like a monster sometimes. Like, no, don't, I, I can deal with this right now. Yeah. You know, I need this time. And I think that every mom is difficult. The stay at home mom is very difficult to, to have, we have the time, but we need to separate the time to do this. Like 30 minutes a day, one hour a day, it's a great time for you to do whatever you like. Whatever you like, whatever you deserve, whatever you feel 
you know, go outside. I sometimes go outside and walk and just sit and look at the flowers. For yeah. me, it's like really peaceful. And that's my time. That's my mommy time. And they need to respect that. That's beautiful. That, you know, you have this routine. You have well-behaved children who can follow this routine. You have your self-care. You're in, like in enriching their senses you're just perfection like god <laughs> that is the goal we're trying we're trying like every month we're trying because we have this low and bad you know low yeah. and high you know but you're doing good it seems like yeah <laughs> i know you have a poem to share with us today yeah the poem is in spanish yes um uh it's julia de burgos yes i don't know if you know about her okay the poem <laughs> okay dice ya las gentes murmuran que yo soy tu enemiga porque dicen que en el verso doy al mundo tu yo mienten julia de burgos mienten julia de burgos la que se hace en mis versos es no es tu voz es mi voz porque tú eres ropaje y la esencia soy yo y el más profundo abismo se tiembla entre las dos tú eres fría muñeca de mentira social y yo viril destello de la humana verdad Tú, miel de cortesanas hipocresías. Yo no, que en todos mis poemas desnudo el corazón. Tú eres como tu mundo, egoísta. Yo no, que todo me lo juego a ser lo que soy yo. Tú eres solo la grave señora, señorona. Yo no, yo soy la vida, yo soy la fuerza, la mujer. Tú eres de tu marido, de tu amo. Yo no, yo de nadie o de todos, porque a todos, a todos, en mi limpio sentir y en mi pensar me doy. Tú te rizas el pelo y te pintas. Yo no. A mí me riza el viento, a mí me pinta el sol. Tú eres dama casera, resignada, sumisa, atada al prejuicio de los hombres. Yo no. Que yo soy rocinante, corriendo desbocado, olfateando horizontes de justicia de Dios. Tú en ti misma no mandas. A ti todos te mandan. En ti manda tu esposo, tus padres, tus parientes, el cura, la modista, el teatro, el casino, el auto, las alhajas, el banquete, el champán. El cielo, el infierno y el qué dirán social. En mí no. Quien en mí manda, mi solo corazón. Mi solo pensamiento. Quien manda en mí, soy yo. Tú, flor de aristocracia. Y yo, la flor del pueblo. Tú en ti lo tienes todo. Y a todos se lo debes. Mientras que yo, mi nada, a nadie se la debo. Tú, clavada al estático, dividiendo ancestral. Y yo, un uno en la cifra del divisor social. Somos el duelo a muerte que se acerca fatal. Cuando las multitudes corran alborotadas, dejando atrás cenizas de injusticias quemadas. Y cuando con la tea de las siete virtudes, tras los siete pecados, corran las multitudes contra ti y contra todo lo injusto y lo inhumano. Yo iré en medio de ellas con la tea en la mano. Yep, that's you. Nicely are showing, you know, how different you are and how you, how you live your life, how you manda, like, your Camino, it's really interesting. You see what I'm saying about the poems and the connections with the people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always so y aquí nice. Julia de Burgos, ella habla de ella misma, entonces también de muchas mujeres, son las mujeres. A veces tenemos un stereotype of this type of mom or this type of woman. You know, every woman is different. Do what you want. Don't judge yourself. Do what you feel. Do what you want. Mm. You know, try to to be positive. Transmit peace to your family. Smile every day. Motherhood is not easy. You know. No. Motherhood is not easy, but we need to to keep you know trying. Put priorities. Organize, and have this quality time for yourself. Yeah, man. Any more tips for the mothers at home? 
for mothers yeah, to be. So, yeah, mothers to be is like, okay, okay. First, I need to say that the most important thing is, is you first and then trying to be better with your child. Just have separate your time for yourself and then separate your time for your kids. Don't try to judge of what you can't do of try to compare to other moms because that's something that limits our capacity to progress. So you need to, to think what's best for you and for your child. You know, what best for, for, for their learning, for their learning capacity? What are your expectations? What are their needs? What is your need? Be creative. If you don't know how to be creative, just look at the internet. There's a lot of stuff that you can do to be creative and then you will learn in the process. You know, because the motherhood is just a process mm. and stick to a routine based on your interests and know your child interests. Mm. Sitting with your child and playing blocks is fine. Watching him how he grow every day is fine. Watch him, watch them, watch your child experience with them many senses that you can you can even imagine how you can learn through senses, experience that. And be the better self, the 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 best per, the best version of yourself every day. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. I love that, Joanne. How are you on your way? Oh, how am I on my way? That's a good question. For me, um, I'm in the way of being a better human being every day. A better mom, a better spouse. And most important, a better um, follower of Jesus Christ. I don't want to, I want to be like him, you know, yeah. um, because of my Christian beliefs. And that's the most important part of my, my way to the progress in this earth, um, uh, my progression in this earth. And also in my personal life, I'm in the progress of learning more about neuroeducation. I want to certify as a neuroeducator. I'm in the process. I'm in the way of doing that. That's so amazing. Like, I'm just like, I'm so excited. I can't wait. This <laughs> is amazing. And I know you're going to be now, you're already an amazing mom. You're going to be an even more amazing educator because you're preparing yourself. You're taking these classes. You're paying attention, you know, and you're doing things that not only bring your children passion, but most importantly, bringing yourself passion. And that's very important, right? And you'll do many great things. So continue to like let God lead you continue may they key cover and protect your children and your family and hopefully next time you're in Puerto Rico whenever this quarantine ends <laughs> link up again you know yeah please tell the people where can they connect with you at the multi-sensory page yeah I'm just starting this page. I just started in October last 2019 so right now I'm only have Instagram <laughs> I only have that multi-sensory, multi-sensory mom, all together, multi-sensory mom in Instagram. You can reach me in that, um, by that name. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's yeah. my only. <laughs> Send her love. So look at all the cool lessons and that she teaches with her children. It's so amazing. Like, I love going on those virtual journeys with you guys. <laughs> Just like, I never get bored. Uh, you know, believe me, I never get bored with this child during this pandemic quarantine. I never get bored. <laughs> That's good. You know, because it's always something to do, we realize, you know. And even picking up hobbies, you know, being able to finish things that we wanted to do and never had the time for. So I'm so happy that, you know, we kind of, 
it's it wasn't easy <laughs> to get trusted yeah. into the quarantine but we're making the best of it you know and that's all we can yeah. do you know we do yeah, our best and release the rest that's it <laughs> thank you i'm just excited about this first interview in a podcast hey oh yeah this is so exciting Hopefully thank you for the opportunity <laughs> oh no problem it's not gonna be the last time so i'm just happy that you're able to share part of your story with us you know yeah this is he says way y'all be blessed